with all the lose weight now hoopla you have been for sure hearing throughout this month of January. It would be so nice to hear from someone who has ditched the all or nothing thinking mentality once and for all. You are listening to episode 140, Living a Truly Healthy Life with Corey Baker. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. I am so happy you are here today. Thank you for joining me. I hope you caught last week's episode with Tony Overbay on how to stop hating yourself. I have not been able to stop talking about the things he taught me in that interview. So please make sure you go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't yet. Before we dive into today's interview, a few quick things. I have received so many great voice memos from you for our final episode that will be airing next week. So every single month, the final episode of the month will feature you, the listeners, literally your voice on this show. This is where I want to hear from the normal everyday people, that is me too, that has been implementing the things that they are learning from the show or to share their wisdom on the topics at hand or the funny stories that they that they experience themselves. I do not think I'm an expert, and even if someone is a licensed therapist or counselor or or has written books on the topic we are discussing, no one is really an expert either. You are. You have things to share too. So hop on your phone, record a voice memo, and email it to me at packerprogress at gmail.com. And I also have a new way for you to do this too. If being able to record yourself is a little too scary, I understand. So if you just want to hop on a phone line, you can do that too. Here is a number where you can leave me a voice memo. The number is 925-405-6229. This is just a separate Google number. And again, it's 925-405-6229. And I will make sure to include that number in the show notes. Finally, a quick reminder that the doors are now open for applying to my small group growth coaching for women. I'll share a little bit more about that mid-episode, including a code that I only provide here on the show, but there are a lot more details that I've included in my show notes for you. And you can go to my website aboutprogress.com and click on progress program to learn more. Let's talk about today. My guest is Corey Baker. I am a mom, first and foremost. I'm 32. I've been a hairstylist for 11 years, and not a lot of people know that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a little hidden gem that that I have tucked in there. And I am a former IFBB pro. Um, for people that don't know that, it's a professional bodybuilder. So I did that for about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of led to where we met on Instagram. So that's the platform that I've had is is to go over my journey of bodybuilding. What Corey did not tell you there is she is a pretty big 
deal. As a bodybuilder, she was most definitely what I would compare a gold medal Olympian of what it is to be where she was at in the bodybuilding world. And she also has a following of almost 170,000 people on Instagram at Corey underscore fit. And there is where she used to document all the incredible hard work and discipline it took for her to become a pro bodybuilder. But that's not why she's here on the show. It's because a little over a year ago, she made the drastic shift in her life and in her public life to stop extreme exercise and dieting, which for her involved counting macros. And with that, and everything pro bodybuilding, her count went from being full of workouts and nutrition, muscle flexing photos and tips on dedication to Corey sharing the inner transformation she was going through. One that also entailed a great deal of work and discipline, but of a different kind. One built off of living a full, present life and a healthier life for her mental health and her body and her family too. She was daring to build a new life on the other side of unhealthy extremes. Well, today I wanted to talk to you about, well, our theme for the month is New Year, New You. And I want people to know that they can be a new version of themselves and a better version of themselves. And why you are here is because you have been working on doing just that. But what's different about your way of doing this is you are going against what a lot of people's goals are for the new year. You are taking on health in a way that is more suited to you and what you need in your life. So first, how about you tell us about what it was like um, as you were into this bodybuilding and you were living the ideal fit life for many years? What was that like for you? Um, well, to be honest, I've been an athlete my entire life. So this, it kind of seemed natural that I would pick this. I grew up in a small town and sports is pretty much what we had. And it was very competitive and I played sports in all through high school and into college. And so I got into my twenties and I thought like, what do I do with my hands? Like what? I'm so (laughs) used to being so busy. And I jumped into CrossFit um, and rode that train for a couple of years. I, I loved it. And then I'm like, you know what? I want more bodybuilding kind of seemed like that natural thing for me to get into the thing that fueled the athlete in me, um, it pushed me harder than I've ever been pushed before. I loved that challenge. But I also, when I got into it, I was really, really struggling with my body image. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to change that. And I thought that getting into bodybuilding you know, would give me that ideal body. And I would finally feel like I was worth it. I was worth something. Um, that it would be like that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And mm-hmm. So that, that's honestly what bodybuilding was for me. It was feeling the athlete in me. And then it was also to achieve that dream body because everyone that we see on the red carpet or everyone we see that has that quote unquote perfect body, surely they are the happiest people on earth, right? It, it was kind of a dual purpose for me. How many of us men and women included have been guilty of falling into this trap Corey just described that thinking an ideal body will produce innate happiness. We're going to make it really clear that bodybuilding is not the devil. That's not the issue here. It's more how Corey was perceiving it to equal happiness for her and how that was connected to how she was viewing her body. 
Yeah, I think we want to make it clear that bodybuilding is not inherently evil. It's just like so many things oh, no. for different strokes for different folks. But for you, it turned into something that was not healthy. It became something um, that took over your life in many ways. And, and maybe it was you living this lie of believing that if you had an ideal dream body, you would actually love it again. So that didn't happen for you. Tell us what the signs were for you as you began to see, hmm, this isn't helping me get what I want. And in fact, it's getting in the way of what I want. Right. And I, I want to touch on when you said that bodybuilding isn't inherently evil. It, it most certainly isn't. And not everybody that gets it, get it gets into it struggles. Mm-hmm. That I would definitely be ignorant if I were saying that. But I did notice quite a bit of signs. In the beginning, I really had a honeymoon phase, probably for the first year and a half. It was fun. Uh It was thrilling. I had more people talk to me than I had ever had talked to me. I had more compliments than I ever had. And it's not that I needed. Oh, you mean like strangers? Like just random people? Okay. In Costco, in Target. Well, what would they say? Oh Oh. my goodness, your shoulders. How do I get your shoulders? Or, oh my goodness, look at your backside. Oh. (laughs) Or... And, and so I kind of, I honestly felt like I wanted to like wave my hand in front of their face and be like, you, like I'm a person in here. I'm not just a body. So, um, I mean, it was, it was exciting at first. I felt like I could share exercises with people and I felt like I wanted to share what I was eating to look this way and people were paying attention and it was really, really fun. And then for some reason I thought that I could defy my biology and my genetics and that I would never burn out. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going, I kept going, I kept pushing, and I wanted to be the strong example for women. I really did. And um, slowly I started to tire. And bodybuilding is a comparison game. So when you're put up on stage, you're put next to somebody else, and your goal is to be in the middle. And whoever is in the middle, the judges still look the best, and they will put each person up against the person in the middle. I didn't know that. And, and, size them up and you're turning from the front to the back. So you're literally on a market up there. Hmm. Is that, did you know that's how it works? Yeah. I've been to one to support one of my friends. So I've, I've seen it, but I just didn't realize, well, you know, I guess I should have seen that, that the comparison is, is the whole point. Yeah. So I, I feel like, and I mean, that's, that's the goal. If you're a bodybuilder, like you have to, you you need to get some thick skin. That's what you're throwing yourself into. So mm-hmm. Um, that, that started to get to me. So that those feelings of, of, I want, I want the ideal body because it's going to make me happy quickly turned into, um, I'm, I'm still not good enough. Like I, this is still not going to be enough. It was this constant comparison and this constant judgment in the mirror. So that started to weigh on me where every morning it was getting out of bed, going straight to the mirror, checking, making sure everything's there. Um, and those are signs that yeah. that things are, I mean, we, we glance at ourselves. We're walking into the shower and, you know, we glance sure. at ourselves. So when it's a constant check, mm-hmm. you know, I think those are some signs that you're getting a little too body focused. Also, I started to fatigue. I started to um, have really low energy when I was normally somebody that needed or that had high energy. I also, um, I have a little story about how I started to notice a little bit more of my social withdrawal. Oh, I'd love to hear that. And 
I feel like that this can happen when anybody becomes hyper-focused really on anything. But when you become hyper-focused on something like food in your body, you can't avoid food. We need food to live. Mm-hmm. So um, in bodybuilding, you have to be very, very diligent to your diet. So this is something that was necessary for me to be successful, but I didn't quite understand the repercussions of my choices. I remember having family members over to my house and I had made made a cheese board and I should go back and note that this was probably two years in. So I had just become a professional at this point. And I was really excited to see this family. Um, My kids were there and we were, we were going to play some games and have this cheese board. And I remember they came over at like seven 30 and I set the cheese board out. We're hanging out, um, having some fun, just talking. And I remember like an hour went by and I felt so disconnected. I felt like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to say because everything now is my coaching, which is all about food and body. Mm-hmm. All my discussions all day are all about food and body. And at the gym, it's all about food and body. I, I realized that I didn't have interests anymore as we're talking about things. I hadn't seen this particular family for about two years. Mm-hmm. So I just thought to myself, like, you don't have any of your same interests or hobbies or anything. Like, we're where is your life going? And I remember, I this is kind of hard to share because it's it's a low, mm-hmm. but I remember making up some excuse that I needed to go to bed, that I had really early training the next morning. And I did have training, but it wasn't really early. And I remember giving my, giving my kids a kiss, um, giving Jason a hug and kiss and saying, okay, I've got, I've got to get to bed. I have this in the morning. I totally forgot. And I remember going upstairs, opening up the medicine cabinet, and taking a over-the-counter sleep aid mm-hmm. and going to bed because sitting there and facing where my life was headed was more difficult than staying present. Yeah. You are glimpsing here what I love the most about Corey and what I've loved about following her. It's her willingness to share the hard in her life and the moments that she's not very proud of. And maybe this is not fitness-related for you, but I thought it is helpful to think about How are you letting things get in the way of what relationships really matter most in your life? And by that, I mean, maybe you are like Corey and you've got sucked into living a certain way that is not really resonating with how you actually want to live. Maybe you're stuck in comparison. Maybe you are stuck in uh, working too much. Maybe you are stuck in not developing yourself enough. What would this be for you? You had this thought where is my life going? Was that um, like the definable moment for you where you were like, it's time to change? Or was there another one that stands out to you? Or perhaps it was even just a whole series of similar Um, feelings? It was series of similar feelings like that. It became easier for me to cancel plans. It became easier for me to withdraw from my friends and my close friends knew that this wasn't me. I'm not one to cancel plans. I'm not one to push things off. And I just, I was fully immersed. I was working at least 70 hours a week. I was in all my, in all my free time between running my kids around to places. It was my training and my, um, my therapy appointments for um, like muscle rehab therapy appointments. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. it was all about me. Mm Mm-hmm. And this, so it was a series of things like this that led to me saying, um, 
And what is this for, Corey? Like, where is this going to get you? And there's also one thing I've actually never shared it on social media. Um, when it comes to our kids, I feel like it's hard to share things, don't you? Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's really hard to receive any backlash when it when it comes to things with our kids. So I, I typically don't say things, but I really feel like I want to share this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter had come to me, who's eight. She was seven at the time. She had come to me about three months before the Olympia. The Olympia was September of last year of 2017. And that's the pinnacle of the sport. That's like the show that you want to be in. It's 40 women in the world in my division. And I had, I had made it to that. That was my goal. And I remember I was, I was close to that show. What did I say? About four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Four months from that show. And I remember she came to me with a food scale and I had a couple throughout the house because I had to weigh and track all of my food. And I remember her coming to me and bless her heart. She was just trying to be supportive, but it was so eye-opening to me to watch my seven-year-old hand me a food scale and say, mommy, how many carbs are we going to eat today? Oh, yeah. And Hmm. my gosh, like, even though this is for my sport, I knew deep down that I was fully immersed and I was not going to be able to let go that this had become this was something a little bit bigger now. And um, that was that was huge for me, Monica. That is huge. I mean, that's got to hurt to say that. But one thing I've learned about sharing these hard things, you know, as long as it's not throwing someone else under the bus, is it really does help release the shame, you know, to just own that that was oh, yeah. an important moment for me. And it was it's hard to admit that. And I have similar, I have a similar uh, history to you, not with bodybuilding, but with, you know, all the food and and body um, obsessions and being able to admit my, to myself that a lot of it was me being so self-centered, like way more than I ever realized was really painful to acknowledge, but really necessary. Oh yeah. Um, That even feels good to say that. I feel like, whew. So there's, okay, I love that you're willing to share about these really definable moments. At one point, did you decide enough is enough? Was this, you still competing in the Olympia? Um, How, how soon after were you like, I knew a little bit bit before the Olympia that um, I was going to need to stop. However, I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to leave. I had built I had built this successful business. I had asked yeah. um, my husband to quit his quit his job to help me. Mm. Um, he's an engineer, and I had asked him to leave his very comfy job to to come help me. And I had built this platform, and I just I felt like a failure. I felt like, oh my gosh, I how did this happen? Like I I was on top of the world, and when did this happen? I knew probably I knew probably four or five months before the Olympia. That, mm-hmm. that I was going to be done. Like I said, I just, did, I didn't know how. So were, was your hand forced in a way, or was it something that you were able to like, draw a line in the sand? Like, this is the day that I am starting my life anew. Almost, I was tracing the sand all the way down to the finish line from that, that whole four months on, oh, on yeah. to the Olympia and after. Um, I think it was only, I think I did my exit post probably a month after the Olympia mm-hmm. that I was done. So I knew it just, it took me a little bit of courage to, I had, I had to work up to it and 
I knew I knew I needed to and I I wanted to for my family and um like I said a lot of my relationships with family and friends were suffering and I wanted those back and I I wanted to work towards hobbies again I wanted to find myself outside of my body again and reconnect with with friends and family versus I mean I love social media especially for things like this and talking to positive people like you but I I needed to nourish and enrich the relationships within the walls of my home and my closest friends and family. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. That's the, what was taking you to that full circle is the the relationships, the family, and also yourself, like finding yourself outside of this, this shell, um, that you learned, you know, the ideal body wasn't going to make you love what that body was in the first place. Let's take a quick break here. My February progress program has a few spots open for you. Again, this is small group growth coaching for women. And when I say that, I mean, we dig into what is holding you back from really living the life you want to live. If you're going to talk about procrastination, perfectionism, how you are limiting yourself by your own beliefs, what habits are getting in your way, and so much more this is where you can do it. My group program is there to help lower the fee of coaching, but also help you with accountability and inspiration and learning from each other. I have so much more information about this on my website aboutprogress.com and then click on progress program and that is where you can apply. For my listeners, I have a special code for you and it's called listener and that's where you can get 20% off your first month of participating. This is absolutely my life's work, and I'm so grateful to be doing it. Back to my chat with Corey. I think people loved Corey when she was in her bodybuilding days because of her commitment and her discipline. And I see her healing carry in that same commitment and discipline. So tell me what this actually looked like to transition into living a life that was healthy for you and you know, what steps you had to take to start transitioning to that? That was, that was not easy. I knew I needed to let go first of um, tracking apps and my food scales. I needed to ditch weighing myself because it wasn't going to do anything for me, Mm -hmm. knowing that number each morning, other than give me anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I needed to cut back on my training But I honestly, I couldn't, the hard thing was that I couldn't picture my days without all of that. Mm -hmm. I had become so accustomed to it. It was take my kids to school, go straight to the gym, go to my muscle scraping appointment, come home, ice, why I eat this amount of food, do clients, go get my kids, do this, drop them off. Like I was so regimented that, I mean, this was for my A-type personality, this was like walking on coals. Yeah. So I I cut back on my training. I actually had to start using timers in the gym, like Hmm. 30 to 45 minute timers. Yeah. Or else I would abuse the gym. I don't, I don't need to go into the gym for two hours to maintain heart health. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I went in, I, I set timers when those timers went off, I got out. I wouldn't let myself work out more than four days a week. I slowly backed off of of my fitness pal, which is the app that I use to track my food. I took about a month and weaned off 
and um, I last I think it's been five weeks. I had my one year anniversary of not tracking. Wow! Yeah, so that was that was a big day. Yeah, that was a big day for me, and not to shame anybody that that still tracks. This is That's everybody is at. on a journey a journey of their own, mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody to feel shamed for what they they need to do. I needed to leave that behind in my journey, but if someone needs to do that, that is. I just, I'm like you. I don't like anybody to feel shamed in what they do. No, of course not. Well, and that's why this, so, this discussion um, is so helpful, though, because what the heart is of what you're getting at is that you need to have courage to live the life you want to live, what is right for you. And in yes, fact, that word exactly. is what I wrote down. Like, as you were describing all those steps you took, the word I wrote down on my notebook was courage. The courage that you had just blows me away. And I'm sure it did not feel courageous. I'm sure it felt terrifying. It, it felt like a trust fall is mm-hmm. what it felt like where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm falling. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to work. Why do you think you were able to do that? Um, it might sound cheesy, but my kids, mm-hmm. my you kids knowing mind. that I was a mom first, I made a commitment to be a mom first. And that doesn't mean I can't have goals as a mom. Of course not. But um, they were definitely taking a back seat to yeah. um, all of this, and and I wanted them, I wanted them to have their mom back that was more well rounded and had different hobbies and goals, and showed them that I could have a healthy relationship with food and the gym. Mm, that's so great. You know, a lot of times I talk to women who are on the different side of things. They're so lost in motherhood; they don't know who they are anymore. But there is the exact same problem on the opposite side, you know, where you are so you're lost again in other ways because your Mm -hmm. priorities aren't straight. It's such a fine balance for you. What does life look like now? Like what is your day-to-day focus? How, how is it for you to live healthy for you? So my, my day-to-day focus now is saying yes to as many opportunities that opportunities as I can that feel right and that I feel that serve me and to say no to things that don't it's hard to say no it's very hard it's really hard um that's that's something I've been doing a good job at this year is just Mm -hmm. saying no to things that don't feel right and saying yes to all that I can yes to that lunch date and yes to learning how to crochet just last week my daughter and I went to Hobby Lobby And picked up crochet stuff and sat in front of YouTube. And that's more my life now. I want to be fun. I want to be Mm -hmm. spontaneous. I don't want so much A-type structure. Yeah. And that's been my life this year. And and I'm loving it. And like I said, I'm still working out. I'm still mindful with food. But it's taken taken things like the timer that I told you. Mm Mm-hmm. I need to have boundaries as somebody that has, has struggled with obsession as somebody that has previously had an eating disorder. I have to have a lot of boundaries. So I'm definitely still into physical fitness, but not aesthetics. I don't need my glutes to look a certain way and my, I don't need to be striated on my, on my sides. And I just want, I want health for longevity and for my family and, and to use my body to have fun. Mm. 
my goodness, it's it's so interesting that you keep saying the word I write down right before you say it. I was just going to say, it sounds like you're just having so much fun. And then you talked about that, how that's like a real part of who you are now and who you wanted to be. And that's so different from the regimented Corey even a year, just a little over a year ago. And I can tell you the light in your eyes is so different. I mean, your before and afters that you share of where you were maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago to now, it's it's this whole different in the persona. It's your face. It's the light around you. It's the happiness is really radiating. And I just wanted to know why you think that is. I think because I'm living my authentic life. I'm not afraid to share what's going on. I'm not afraid to say the wrong thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. I'm, I'm just living a lot more balanced. Well, Corey, if someone listening is thinking about stepping into the, their own version of your story, they're having their own trust fall happening soon about where they're stepping outside of what society is telling them is healthy or right and living more authentically to who they are and who they want to be, a new a new version of themselves, what would you tell them? Yes, this is a really tough one, but a really good one. And I would say, don't be afraid to write your own story. We are all in charge of how our life mm-hmm. unfolds. And it's, it's very liberating to take to take initiative and to take responsibility for where we are. And if we don't like something to change it, no one else can change it for us. And it feels really good to say, Hey, this isn't serving me anymore. I don't like this little box that I'm in and I need to change it. Who do you want to be? That is the question I asked you to consider In the first episode of this month, when I introduced the theme of new year, new you, and how you can change. So how can your health be connected to the way you want to change and live your life? Some of you do need to make more changes to better support your physical health so you can show up in real ways for yourself and your family. And I give you all the support in the world and figuring out what that needs to look like for you. And others of you need to rein in in the hyper-focus on your fitness. Regardless of what side you are on with your health and how you view your body, what I want to say to you is this. It takes courage to live a different kind of healthy. And when I say that, I mean that your pursuit of health does not need to entail you being the fittest person in the room at the expense of living the life you really want. I, I would take a I would take a look into the future to your 80 year old self, mm-hmm. and if you have to look back and you're nervous about what you would look back at or that you would miss out on so many things between now and that 80 year old self, like I would really really look into that and let that be a deciding factor. And to me, that was scary. I didn't I didn't necessarily want to look back, and so I had to take responsibility for where I was and change it. So we have the power to write our story. And yeah, that's what I have to share about that. I am so impressed by your willingness to be here and to be your true self for us. That is such a gift. And I want you to know, I don't take it for granted. And I know my listeners won't either. Thank you so much for being here, Corey. 
Thank you, Monica. It was awesome. I hope that Corey inspired you to live life and a healthy life on your terms in a way that is truly, fully healthy for you. Stay tuned for some outtakes after the closing. And if you like this episode, please share it far and wide. You can do it in person. You can do it over text or email. But if you do it on social media, make sure you tag me at About Progress because I absolutely love to connect with you there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know, or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. Um, what is one way you have recently invested in yourself? One way I have invested in myself. Yeah. And this can be fun or it can be serious. It can be something you've, you've bought. It can be an idea you've been learning about. Okay, so I'm wanting to make more things. So I'm investing by learning how to create things myself. I am not a crafty person. I yeah. duct tape, I hot glue, I super glue. That <laughs> I is cannot crafty. sew, I cannot crochet. And so my daughter and I are learning to make our own like little washcloths and stuff like that. So doing that and Love then that. Um, also to go back to the organization, I feel like that's a way of investing in myself, like having mm. my spaces nice and neat. Mm-hmm. It makes everyone so happy. And I feel like that's, that's a bit of an investment. Like when, when I look around and things are nice and neat, I'm happier. Oh, so true. So, so true. Okay. Um, last question is what is your favorite dessert? Okay. This one might shock you. It only took me 31 years to figure out. I figured yeah. it out this last year. Okay. Frozen chocolate chip cookies oh yes I'm so with you on that it, what is it about the frozen right I don't know I feel like I've been robbed my entire life <laughs> my friend introduced me just like probably four months ago and I'm like you're kidding me I've been eating chocolate chip cookies forever and nobody told me to do this 